It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. You're listening to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, Zach. How are you? I'm good. I've missed you on the show. Glad you are back. We're going to talk about uh, some basketball news first, uh, which is weird because it's Iron Bowl week. Then we'll touch on football and the Iron Bowl and hit on some listener questions. So, with that being said, um, the Sharif Cooper news, obviously, um, it's not great. If you were listening to this podcast, you were probably... Wait, hold on. Sorry. We can talk about that later. Um, Zach, I listened to the show yesterday, Yeah, and I don't think we watched the same football game. Um, uh, uh, so a bunch of listeners you, are cheering right now listening to this, because, and, and we'll play some of the voicemails in a second, but uh, I ticked off a lot of listeners yesterday, so they are probably really happy that you're back. I don't... Did you turn the game off after the first quarter? Uh, no, I watched the whole thing. I don't, I don't understand how we watched the same game. Like, Auburn, Auburn, look, they came out slow, especially on offense. They came out rusty. They haven't played a game in three weeks. But they woke up. I mean, a- after, I-, I don't know what the time frame was. I can look up the specifics. But did Auburn, in my head, all I remember is one punt. I know that Auburn. They punted you know, twice, they right? Dri- I think they punted twice. Okay, so they had two punts the entire game, and then outs like even the drive that both through the interception in the end zone, like I'm fine with the pick. Obviously that the, the pick doesn't changes make me a mad. lot. The pick doesn't actually make me mad. That's not the problem. Yeah, no, I don't think he ever saw that guy because he steps up, and I, I thought that defender just made a great play. But I agree. The, I'm fine with it. He's made way worse throws. I mean, it was. I thought top to bottom, it was a really good game. After they kind of shook the rust off, and I, I think if not for that first quarter when they were rusty, and not did, did, ten, did Tennessee scored a garbage time touchdown essentially, right? That's true. That so is true. Without those two things, I feel like we'd be sitting here just being like, "Yep, Auburn took care of business." My biggest issue isn't anybody specifically. It's you scored two touchdowns, two offensive touchdowns against Tennessee. Let me um, let me play this voicemail. I've got it right here, and uh, this is uh, this is Byron from Atlanta. Hey Zach, it's Byron from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Just listened to the podcast after the Tennessee game, and it's just a little confusing why you're so down on the offense after you were picking this team to beat Auburn, and even throughout last week, you were saying that you. You didn't know this team is better than the record. You know, wow, this team could, you know, they could sneak up on Auburn. Well, then why are you down on the offense, you know, for a team that you thought had a chance to beat them? I mean, people are down on the defense too, but the defense only gave up 17 points, and one of those touchdowns was kind of a garbage touchdown. So, again, we're in the old Miss situation. You're giving up yards, but if you're not giving up points, does it really matter? I um, uh, appreciate you doing the podcast. Y'all do a great job. Thanks. I played this. Uh, I played this voicemail 
when I was editing it and getting it ready for the hotkey. I played it next to Leah, and Leah looked at me, and she's like, oh. <laughs> um, so I agree with everything you said, Byron, and thank you so much for calling. 205-502-4285 is how you could be a part of the how show. You, how do you agree with him? He's criticizing you. My, you agree that you're being too hard on him? No, my my issue is they score two offensive touchdowns. That is a problem. I mean, yeah, but they were in the posi- they were in position to score another one. Like it's not like they didn't move the ball up and down the field the entire game. I think that almost makes will. it worse. I mean, I just I don't know. I, I think you're overreaching here. I think you're just mad that Tennessee didn't win. So your prediction you've been riding with for like the last eight weeks didn't pan out, even though you kind of half flipped last week. No, I betted um, Auburn and I betted the under and I hit on both. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just saying this is, this was, I think this was a very good win. I think you're trying to, I mean, this was also Tennessee coming off a bye. So Tennessee also had two weeks to prepare. Auburn's defense couldn't stop the run. The defensive line still can't tackle. The linebackers, they're both still six feet listed. So, like, those are problems that aren't really going away. But the secondary, incredible. The There's no question. I, I mean, the secondary is so good. I can't um, wait to see Roger McCreary cover Smith Saturday. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, I hope Steele says, okay, Roger, you've got him. You've got arguably the best player you know, the best receiver in the SEC, maybe in all of college football. You cover him, and we're going to play 10v10 the rest of the way. I hope he does that. I would love to see what it looks like. Yeah, uh, Auburn did continue their streak of completely shutting down their opponent's number one receiver. They're good at it, man. Um, And it's because of Roger. Roger McCreary is incredible. We talked about him a lot this offseason, obviously. We talked about him the first few weeks of the season, and then we just kind of quit because it's like, okay, it's Roger. He's doing his thing. He's fine. He's good. Yeah. He's killing it. What was the caller's name again? What's that? The guy who just called in. You played his voicemail. What was his name? Byron from Atlanta. Yeah, Byron, dude, you hit the nail on the head. I hope other people, I, I bet other people thought the same thing. When I listened to what Zach was saying on uh, on the show yesterday, I just, I didn't understand. Like I said earlier, I don't think we watched the same football game. I think Zach may have turned it off after the first quarter and then looked up the final score. Uh, and then saw that Auburn won and and then was like, oh, it must have been bad. Because this uh, – the Auburn team that I saw play after they shook the rust off was a, a very good football team. Yeah. All right. Um, in just a moment, we're going to talk about Sharif Cooper, and then we will circle back to football. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Frisky Whiskey. They are the uh, the place, if you are living in West Georgia or East Alabama, they are the best place to go and buy your liquor, your spirits, wine, beer, tobacco, lottery. They're your one-stop shop. You walk in 10,000 square feet, and if you haven't been in there before, you walk in, you're kind of blown away. You're like, I'm overwhelmed. I have selection. Michael, you and I both went for the first time to Frisky Whiskey. We were both just like, oh, my goodness. There's so much going on. And then the prices. The prices are Awesome. So head over to Frisky Whiskey. Uh, it is about 15 minutes from Auburn and Opelika. And the drive, it is well worth it with all the money that you save. Type in Frisky Whiskey uh, into your phone's GPS. It's right off of I-85. And uh, you can't miss it with all the billboards um, kind of telling you where to go. So check it out. Frisky Whiskey. Tell them Locked On Auburn sent you. Also, 
want to give some love to our friends at Coors Light. Coors Light is literally the beer made to chill. It's cold laggard, cold filtered, lagered, laggard. It's um, it's as cold and crisp as the Colorado Rockies. With Thanksgiving coming up, I hope you um, you indulge with a nice Coors Light as you were um, eating lots and lots of food and watching lots and lots of football. Let's celebrate responsibly. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Moving on, we'll uh, we'll circle back to football in just a moment, but Sharif Cooper news really kind of put Auburn fans in a tizzy um, yesterday. ESPN reported that Cooper has not been at practice for a while or recently. I think they said a few weeks in the tweet. And exploring options overseas. Obviously, that is not great. Um, this is uh, this report is following um, Bruce Pearl announcing that they are doing a self-imposed postseason ban this season. Lots of feelings that Cooper will not be available or participate in the opener against St. Joe's this week. And as of this recording, Bruce Pearl does not have a press conference between now and the game. I've seen some conflicting reports about why he's not participating. Some people are saying he's leaving because of eligibility issues. And I'm seeing other people saying he's just leaving. So I don't know if anyone actually knows that yet. Seems like the NCAA is looking into the finances of Cooper's family. His dad is a basketball agent. I think they're trying to track that. And I think a big part of it is Bruce is just trying to be as careful as possible with all of this. Um, we had a listener text from Mike from Missouri, 205-502-4285. Pat Forty, who you know Auburn fans just love, wrote an article claiming that Auburn used a lie-and-deny strategy in the basketball investigation, and now they are getting their just rewards. In my mind, Auburn has done everything they've been asked to here and have taken all the necessary steps to attempt to move on. Is this just another outrageous hit piece by a journalist that's trying to draw clicks, or is there some validity to his claims? I think the big question here, and, and it kind of depends on where you look, but the I don't fully understand the logic of why he's ineligible because it seems like the biggest thing that I've seen is he's ineligible because his father is an agent, and that's not true. That's not enough to make you ineligible. And also, I think we all need to just kind of refresh here with what happened in 2017 with assistant basketball coach Chuck Person. He did not pay D'Angelo Purifoy and Austin Wiley to come to Auburn. He was working with an agent separate from Auburn, and they received money once they were on campus. So it's a, it's still a little different. And, and the crazy thing here, Michael, is Person's like, he's out of prison. Like, he's done. Like, he's paid his price for all of this. He's not affiliated with the program anymore, and we're still having to put up with this crap. And I'm tired of it. I mean, I, 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 it seems like Pearl has handled this correctly. Unless there is just some information out there that we are not aware of, I don't understand why this is still a thing. Yeah. I mean, for starters, Pat Forty sucks. Um, the actual worst. Yeah. He, he's such a, like... He's been wrong about everything. Yeah, and he's such a holier-than-thou, like... He's been saying Bruce Pearl is going to lose his job and never coach again for years. You can't trust anything this guy says about Auburn. 
I don't know. Not only that, it goes like way farther than that for Pat Forty and way past Auburn. I mean, um, I don't know. Even if Auburn did use a lot, quote unquote, lion deny strategy in the basketball investigation, um, we've seen time and time again, if you cooperate with the NCAA, you get hit with massive sanctions for like being nothing, doing nothing but being cooperative. Right. So if Auburn did use a lion deny strategy, I'm all in. Like, good. I mean, it's I so, they're so inconsistent with everything. Now, I don't the, understand. Well, also, how does Pat Forty know that they're lying? Right. Like, I don't. Uh, this right. is and, a, unless um, there's information out there that you know Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Athletics Department is cooperating with the NCAA and they are talking about things that we're unaware of. I just have a hard time believing that something happened with Cooper and they've already they're already on it. I just I have a hard time buying that. Now, if Cooper just wants to leave because of the postseason stuff and he realizes, hey, I can make money overseas, and maybe he got some information from his father with NBA teams whispering in his ear, that's a totally different thing. That is one hundred percent separate from all of this. So I, I just want to stress, I've seen conflicting reports about, is Cooper ineligible? Is he fighting eligibility concerns? Or does he just want to leave? Because I, I, those are two very different situations. But you're also seeing people that are super anti-Auburn basketball. Pat Forty is one of these guys that is like, up oh, the bomb's about to drop. You know, it, it's about to be over for Bruce Pearl and his Auburn Tigers. But then you look across the conference and you see Will Wade with LSU, who the FBI caught him offering a kid, mm-hmm. a, a kid money. There's an HBO documentary about it as clear as day, and nothing happens. Or you look at Arizona. DeAndre Ayton got like $100,000 to play there, and he missed one game. Or you look at Alabama. Colin Sexton sat out one stinking game. It's ridiculous. And then Auburn's like, yeah, we're going to sit out Wiley for a full season, Purifoy for, for a full season, plus nine games of the following year. And it's just like, man, Auburn, either just go against them and say, look, we've paid our price, or we haven't. And it's just, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about, about cooperating. None of those schools you just named really cooperated with the NCAA. I mean, look at Kansas. Um, yeah. when Kansas is the same thing. They're just like, no. And I do think there's a part of this where, like, you know, they call them blue bloods in college basketball for a reason, right? And they don't like when other teams can pop up and consistently right. compete. And not to be like everyone's out to get us guy, because I don't really think everyone's out to get us. But I do think there's something to be said about yeah, it seems like it when, at times. when you challenge the establishment, the establishment challenges you back. Right? I think I think the Final Four run really, really ruffled a ton of feathers. I mean, and just when you look at who they beat, when they beat, you know, Kansas, and when, you know, I mean, even early in the season when Auburn went toe-to-toe with Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, I mean, Auburn wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the whole stretch, right, Zach? You can look at, you know, winning the SEC regular season, then the next season they get make it to the Final Four, then the next season, last season, you know, they're they're – what second or third in the SEC and and they in were finally prime getting position. their footing. Yeah, they were finally playing well. Finally in position, and then Bruce Pearl. You know he's bringing in Sharif Cooper, who I believe is the number one point guard in the country. Then he's 
right in it until the last day or whatever with with two other huge recruits in Sharif Cooper's class. And then he um, and then for next season, he lands the number one player in the country or whatever. So uh, this is um, this is huge. It's, uh, and it's, as far it's as Pat deal. Forty goes, right. Pat Forty's headed out for Bruce Pearl since Bruce Pearl hosted the barbecue at Tennessee. So right. um, I would not click on a story Pat Forty wrote if someone gave. Well, no, I I'd probably do it pretty pretty easily for money. But if you, you gave you know me like five bucks, I'd be all over it. Like, yeah, funny. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I do a lot of things for money, but yeah. Pat, I would not, on my own volition, go read a Pat Forty story, regardless of the content. One last thing, and and I'm I'm not saying this to you know worry Auburn fans. I hope you all cannot hear my child crying in the background. I apologize if you can, but. I I want Auburn fans listening to this. I want Auburn fans listening to this. Like there is a very real chance that Cooper does not play basketball at Auburn. That is a very very real scenario, and it stinks. The highest rated recruit that this program's ever gotten in because Jabari is not on campus yet. I think there's a very real chance that we don't ever see him play basketball for Auburn. I hope I'm wrong. But just get in that mindset that you may be watching this season without Sharif Cooper. I hope I'm wrong, but it's certainly just, I don't think he's playing Thursday. I would be shocked if he plays Thursday. Now, he cannot play Thursday and then play this season, but we're just going to have to see. Just kind of get in that headspace, Auburn fans. I know we don't want to, but I think this is kind of where we're at as far as this development goes. Today's show brought to you by our friends at. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that the world, yes, the world, has ever seen. Very uh, very low calorie, very low in sugar, very high in protein, and the highest in tastiness, yes. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market because they taste like a candy bar. Let's look at the um, the flavor profile for cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of carbs. Highly encourage you to check out all of these bars. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces, LOCKEDON, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Pappas, let's circle back to football as uh, it is Iron Bowl week. Um, Just some quick football news. Smoke Monday named SEC Defensive Player of the Week. A 100-yard pick six will definitely help you. But, Michael, did you agree with me yesterday? Even if you take his pick six away, it was one of his best games ever. Yeah, Smoke Monday had an incredible game. He was on fire, man. He was always around the ball. It was his best game, like, when you look at him moving laterally. That's kind of been my biggest issue with him is, like, his lateral movement, and he killed it. You know, I mean, he looks 
He looked really, really good on Saturday. Nick Brahms named SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week, which is weird. I don't think he was Auburn's best lineman on Saturday, but props to Nick Brahms, I think. Wait, who is Nick Braham? Braham? Brahams? Nick Brahams? You making fun of my typing? Brahams. Nick Brahams. I've done a lot worse, and you know this. Mm. Nick Brahams. <laughs> um, all right, do you want to hit on listener questions, or you want to talk about just kind of the Iron Bowl in general? Listener questions. Okay. Um, you want to play the other voicemail that we have? Sure. Um, he was not Auburn's best offensive lineman. I assume it was Manning. Uh, yeah, Manning was the best. Brahms was second. Okay. Don't know where Brahams was, but Brahms was second. Deshaun Manning has been awesome. Yeah, he was really good. Stretch. He's been really, 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 really good. good. Um, all right, Mike from Missouri. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Mike from Missouri. Hey, Mike. Uh, so we're over halfway through the season, uh, yes. depending on uh, which conference you root for. Uh, and and there's a there's a couple teams that are undefeated and in the top ten uh, that are not. Uh, necessarily in Power Five conferences, and I'm talking about Cincinnati and BYU, uh, and and both of those teams look really good. I know BYU hasn't played anybody, but Cincinnati looks like they could be some good teams. Uh, you know, they they played extremely well. You know, and let's just say that Cincinnati goes undefeated, um, and and maybe even gets, uh, maybe even gets number five, not even in the playoffs. Do you think this season, being as weird as it is, um, with, with Cincinnati and BYU, do you think moving forward this gives teams uh, a better chance or maybe even shows the college football playoff committee that teams outside of a Power 5 conference maybe could be in the playoffs and that they need to expand that? What do you guys think about it? No, I don't. What do you think? Um... I think BYU could make it if they schedule a Pac-12 team now that the Pac-12 is letting their, their teams go at a conference. Um, if BYU can schedule and beat one of them, I think uh, they've got an outside shot at it. But They backed down, I mean, though. Washington was ready, and they were like, no. Yeah, well, they're like, no, because we're ranked, like, number six. So like there's no there's no benefit for BYU. Their benefit is but, if you win, you get. A, uh, I think they will give you a spot. Correct. And so they're gonna see where they fall in these rankings on Tuesday, and if they're lower than they want, then they'll add Washington. Oh, is that the thought process? Yeah. Oh, I'm totally fine with that. But like, do they really yeah. think they're gonna be in the top four? No, no. But if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, they're out. So like. That's not yeah, happening. A lot to think about. That's I just think if it's happen? like, if you got to pick, it's like they're going to pick Notre Dame over you. They're going to pick a one-loss SEC team over you. They're going to pick, I think at this point, if Indiana wins out is impressive, I think they'd almost pick Indiana over over you. I, I just, from a money standpoint, I, I just don't think they're going to do it. But if it was going to be a year... It would be this one. And I think, you know, I think it'd be fine. You've got an out for every Big Ten team that's not named Ohio State now. Mm-hmm. You've got an out. And you have an out for every Pac-12 team and every Big 12 team, right? And really, you've got an out for Notre Dame or Clemson. 
I think there. So I, I think there's a very real chance that Clemson and Notre Dame both get in. I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying if if the committee wanted it this season the way it is now, they have an out on almost every team. I think they have something that they could point to to be like this is why they got in instead of this other team. Yeah, I think Texas A&M has a real shot of making it too. I think if, um, if, if Texas A&M can beat Auburn right after they play Alabama, why not? I if Texas A&M wins out, then they'll yeah, I mean they'll be up there at five or six. The yeah, problem they'd be, is they'd that, be nine and one. They, yeah. I mean, based on past precedent, they will take a team that doesn't play in the SEC championship. Now, what happens if that team's not Alabama? I don't know. I don't know. Will they take a non-Alabama team that does that? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, what happens if Florida loses in the SEC? Well, what happens? Or wait, wait, I'm out. What happens if Florida wins the SEC, and then you have three SEC teams with one loss that I, who I, all hold head-to-head wins against each other? Yeah, that'd be wild. I bet that doesn't happen. All right, two zero five five zero two four two eight five. Derek sends us a text. Hey guys, so excited about it being Iron Bowl week. Just wanted to thank you both for putting content out there for us all week, regardless of the fact it's Thanksgiving. I do hope you have a good week with your families. War Eagle, hashtag beat Bama. Derek, thank you. When I put this in the notes, I thought there was a question there, but thank you so much. Yeah, coming up this week, uh, tomorrow, Pappas and I will do our things Auburn fans should be thankful for. We did that last year. It was really successful, so hopefully you guys enjoy it this year. And then on Thursday, uh, I've already actually recorded it, uh, crossover with Locked On Bama, Luke Robinson, the host over there. And then on Friday, it'll be a Ferg Friday with Justin uh, over at the Auburn Observer. Ashton from NOLA sends us a text, 205-524-285. Yes, you should really thank Zach because I'm really just doing like this, uh, these two shows. But So thank you, Zach. Sure, man. Sure. No, I'm glad you're helping me with these two. Gus always keeps things vanilla before the Iron Bowl. We should fully expect all of the tendencies to be broken this week. Papo said as much when he mentioned how we should expect to see a completely different team. I think that's a great point, Ashton. And we haven't seen Auburn play an SEC team the week before the Iron Bowl in a minute. So, you know, normally we see them run, you know, very vanilla offense versus a Samford or a Jack State or, you know, Alabama A&M, something like that. And we had to do it against Tennessee. And fortunately for Auburn, uh, I, that matchup with Tennessee wasn't as difficult as we thought going into the season Kind of like what Byron called me out for earlier in the show. So, um, do you have anything else to add from Ashton's text? Uh, I think he's right. And like now that I kind of think back to it, I didn't really think Auburn did anything too crazy in the Tennessee game. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're both right. I yeah. think this is going to be a, a crazy, exciting game uh, on Saturday. I I do think Auburn has an outside shot at it. Okay. Um. All right. Last listener question. Last five minutes of Tennessee game seemed to be a step back. Was an opportunity to score one more time to gain some sense of urgency. Instead, we seemed scared to lose and took a step back. Somebody else dissed Auburn from Saturday. How about that? I'm not alone. Yeah, I also think this is silly. Um, In the last five minutes of the game, Auburn was like the game was won. They're just trying to run the clock out at that point. So I don't know. Okay. I don't think you're trying to score. Scoring a touchdown doesn't help you as much as just not letting Tennessee have the football. Right. Um, you will not be on again. Yes. Well, we won't talk about the iron bowl again with you this week. 
Give us a pick. You got a pick? Um, yeah, I do think – yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Auburn. What's the score? Like 42 to 38 or something. No, no, no. Hold was, on. Wasn't that I'll last do, year's score? I don't know. <laughs> I I'll do you one all, better. I think that was last year's score. I'm going to take Auburn 38-35 on a missed field goal from Alabama for Auburn to win the game. It was 48-45 last year. Because I don't think this Alabama defense is Wait, what was the score good. you just said? 38-35. Auburn wins on a missed field goal by Alabama as time expires. That'd be wild. That would be that crazy. That would be very indicative of the last, really, like, decade of this rivalry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, man, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. If you're driving a long way and need a ton of audio to listen to, highly encourage you to check out our 2010 documentary that we did over the summer. If you have a hard time finding it, reach out to us and we will send you links to that. 205-502-4285 or on Twitter. We'd be happy to get that to you. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be thankful that you did. This is Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.